And here we are, Ben, show number 10. Hey. Never thought we would make it this far. Definitely not. Uh, we've been slacking a little bit, but sometimes life happens, but we want to keep this keep this show on the road, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know we don't get a ton of listeners, but, I mean, might as well get keep going with it and see what we can make out of it, you know? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, so, <clears throat> show number 10, we didn't do a show last week, uh, so we're going to kind of cover, get into a little bit of Daytona. It was, uh... I thought it was pretty sick, dude. The, it was a better track, I think, from the previous years um, from a rider's standpoint. You know, I mean, I, I've never spectated at a venue like that before, so I couldn't really tell you as well, far as a spectating But point, if you've but. been following racing, you've been watching Daytona from way back, and that track was sick compared to the oh, other Oh, yeah. Ones. I yeah. mean, like, a lot of riders say that Daytona just isn't the same anymore compared to the past, but... They switched it up this year, and they made it backwards. They ran it backwards, and uh, I thought it was really dope. I yeah. thought the track was dope, the dirt was dope, the layout was dope, I th- and the racing ended up being good, too. So. Yeah, like, um, in the years past, like, especially last year, there was a lot of little, like, switchbacks and, like, tight yeah. corners and S corners and stuff like that, and... When a track is laid out that way or designed that way, it's really hard to uh, find a flow as a rider and, and kind of get in a groove and, and, you know, be consistent whenever you have little tiny switchbacks and S-corners, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, this track, it it was really long lanes, so, like... Uh, high speeds and shit. Yeah, yeah, high speeds, and they were just able to just hit the jumps and just flow and then, you know, and nice. And the other thing was is... Like, the track was set up to where the rhythm sections, you pretty much had to take the bull turn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because in the years past, you've seen Daytona, they're 90, maybe not 90, but 80% of the turns, there's guys taking an inside rut. And this year, it seemed like everyone was taking the berms. Yeah, you would have got blown by. So, you know, I thought that was really cool. Uh, Ricky did a good job designing it yeah like the sand and everything and you kept talking about uh uh what was it the sand section how it kept sucking people in and shit and keeping the front wheel high you was talking yeah. about that all night long yeah i don't i don't really listen to the broadcast that much I'm what do you just listen to your fucking tv off or what oh well, a lot of times when i You're watch at the, the bar or something i don't know <laughs> yeah maybe but a lot of times i watch it on Sunday morning, because sometimes I'm doing shit Saturday night, so I can't really watch it live, so uh, Saturday morning when I wake up, I just lay in bed and watch all of it on online, so, I mean, I do listen to it, but I I kind of just <clears throat> think of shit myself, I don't need Jeff Hemig and Ralph Shaheen to tell me that uh, Austin Forkner is getting sketchy, you know what I'm saying, like, I can see that shit for myself. Yeah, that but, shit gets me pumped up, though, just listening to everything. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, but, yeah, back to the track. It, and another cool thing is they actually had, like, a like a legit, or not really legit, but they had, like, a super cross set of whoops at Daytona. Yeah. Which is kind of rare. Yeah, because they're usually, like, moguls spaced out a bit where you just fucking, you know. They did have the moguls, though. Yeah, but they usually, that's usually what they have yeah. for whoops. <clears> yeah. <throat> Yeah, but it was kind of cool. They did an actual whoop section as well. So, yeah. yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool track. It was an awesome layout, and um, 
What do you think of the TVD class for Daytona? Uh, I dug it. It's hard for me to remember what the fuck. I'm just pissed off that this isn't working right now, so it's hard for me to remember. But I don't oh, know I feel why you. this shit isn't working. Uh, it's not playing back the video I want to watch. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> at the beginning of the year, Jeremy Martin was having a, a, rough, a rough go, and the past two weeks he's been on the podium, so... That's pretty cool. He got a second at Daytona, and uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about too. Like, if we were gonna do an episode right after Daytona, was Jeremy Martin because like, Jeremy Martin is low key like, went down the drain ever since he's got off Yamaha's low key. Yeah, and it's like, it's good to see him out of Daytona. But then again, he's never really been that good of a Supercross rider. I mean, he struggled yeah. to make mains on his fucking Yamaha actually. So. That could be wrong, but I feel like since he's gotten on the Honda, he's fucking went backwards. That's yeah. Me, you know, I agree as well, but um, whenever he rode the Yamaha, it was just like he was just carrying – he would just carry so much speed, yeah. like, and his momentum was insane on the Yamaha. And I agree, the Honda, he's kind of slowed down a little bit, it seems like, and – but uh, or, you know, it we'll be, or it could be that the fucking fat guys are getting faster because I mean you know you never yeah because I mean the only guy he had to deal with was what like Webb Cooper Webb and uh, well no Webb was on the opposite heat or opposite coast because uh, Webb won a championship and then Martin won a they championship both won yeah, yeah that's right. in the same year so but yeah um, Martin I really I've always been a fan of Martin like <clears throat> from whenever he was like first turning pro. Jeremy Martin, that is. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I I guess he's he is a better outdoor rider. So whenever we get to outdoors, we'll see if uh, he can turn it around. But as of right now, he's on a two podium streak. So, I mean, you never know what could happen. He could yeah, get definitely. in that mix. He can he can split Forkner and Osborne up and mess up their points or, you know what I'm saying. So. And it's not like he's on the same team as either of them either. So, yeah. I mean, you never know. If Forkner, if Forkner wins <clears throat> this weekend, and it, well, we'll talk about this weekend in a little while. But if Forkner wins a race, and then there's Martin, and then um, Osborne, like Forkner's gonna be right back. I mean, it's only eight point difference right now, but he'll be right back there, right back on Osborne's ass in the points again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I thought it was pretty uh, – Daytona was definitely one for the one for the books. And, Certainly, dude. And, a couple, uh, couple things that happened, too, that you're not used to happening, like Justin Brayton winning. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so. That's what I was saying. Speaking of one for the books, Justin Brayton <laughs> on the Smart Top Honda – Smart Top Bullfrog Spas Honda was uh, – he got his first ever 450 main event win. And he also is now the oldest rider in history to win a 450 main event. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, I thought it was super cool. And especially because he's not really, like, it's been, this has been around and he's said this 20 times already, I've heard him, but out of Daytona, out of all places, like, that's pretty crazy. Like, yeah. Because he's never been, like, an outdoorsy no. type guy. But... The thing was, I think the track layout kind of played in his favor because it was it was really long lanes, straight lanes, and it was just jumpy. It was super jumpy, and he's a really technical rider. So And there was some shit going on behind him, too. Like, Jason Anderson was having trouble. 
Moose can fucking crash twice, looped out once. Okay, what do you think happened to Moose Like, why do you think he looped out? Do you remember that? I mean, he obviously supposedly had the tear off on his hand. Dude, that that whole whole time that he had to... I know people could say, dude... I know people are saying, oh, the tear-off isn't going to do shit, blah, blah, blah. But you see, dude, as soon as that tear-off gets stuck on his hand, that motherfucker starts fucking up everywhere. Dude, yeah. the first thing I thought is, what's the big deal? Why don't you just rip the fucking tear-off yeah. off your hand? Yeah. Like, you're obviously making so many mistakes. The only thing that was telling him not to rip the fucking tear-off was probably ego. Like, there's no way this tear-off could be fucking me up right now. Yeah. But it was so obvious, dude. Like, as soon as that shit got stuck, Ralph or somebody said, oh, there's a, something stuck. I didn't see it yet. But as soon as they said that, dude, for like three minutes, two, two three laps, dude, fucking up everywhere. Yeah. Then it gets to the point where he's on the ground, right? He looped out, yeah. right? In, yeah, right? I don't remember the loop out for some reason. But you don't? I just remember he, he landed in the mechanics area. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. and he yeah. fucking yeah. Dude, looped what? out, yeah. What was he doing, though? Like, I don't know, and then after that, he washed the front end. What did you think during all that? Dude, honestly, I kind of felt the same way. Like, for me as a rider, a tear-off on my hand... I mean, obviously, it's in your head, but... Dude, have you ever it been... wouldn't... I feel like it wouldn't... Like, I would be able to get it off. Yeah. Like, definitely. if it came down to me, I would just go around the corner and, and just... reach over and, and fucking... Yeah, or, or just put my hand in between my leg and the seat and pull it off. Yeah. Like, I would take that half a second to do that. Yeah. Because, obviously... I mean, I'd rather take that half a second to do that than let that be in my mind the whole time exactly, and be fucking up. Exactly, That's then what you I was lose thinking. fucking like, five have you ever Have you ever pulled a tear off and it got stuck on, like, the side of your helmet yeah, or something? Yeah, the time. It, just, it makes it's a just, weird noise the whole fucking... It's like, dude, yeah. I don't want to deal with that shit. Like, not to the point where it's making me ride like shit, but I just don't... I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Just fucking take it off. Like, I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. I'm glad yeah. we talked about that because when I was watching it, dude, I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> dude, literally, I would have wrote it on my fucking the pit board. I'll take the fucking tear off off. Like, what the fuck, <laughs> yeah. dude? Right, right on the pit board. That would be fucking classic. Jesus. Um, yeah, but I mean, obviously, Tomac fucked up on the first lap, and he was twentieth place. Yeah, dude, and he, Brayton is lucky. Yeah. Because Tomac was, was on, on fucking he was. rails. He usually is at D- Daytona. Dude, whenever they had the camera on him and he's coming through the pack, like he would be on the he would be on the gas to exit the corner as he was like ar- barely coming into the corner. Like, yeah, he like was a quarter like, through it, he was already like, on the back of gas. Dude, it was like about. his corner speed was insane, and I was like. Honestly, like obviously, I'm a Tomac fan, and I'm not trying to just blow him, but he was fucking on rails, bro. Yeah, he was for sure. And, and, Daytona was dope. And honestly, though, like he was on rails, and I obviously want him to win, but at the same time, I was like, I was like, fuck, dude, it'd be badass if Brayton won. Like, yeah. like, like, I kind of was hoping that Tomac wouldn't. Didn't catch Brayton because yeah. I was like, dude, this would be badass if Brayton wins this shit. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I mean, Tomac, he doesn't really. I mean, I mean, I'd rather if I was Tomac, I probably would have just let Brayton win. Like if I caught up to the back of him, I'd be like, dude, this is your fucking race, son. Have it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, I just think it's crazy that he's never won, and then he wins. 
and breaks that fucking oldest man record. Yeah. That's not um, really. Well, and you know, uh, another thing is, is Tomac was, I forget what they were saying the lap times were, it was, but Tomac was running like two, like a second and a half faster than Brayton. Like second and a half, second and a half, every lap. And Brayton, like obviously when you're racing, you can kind of, you spot the guy, you know, you see where they are on the track, blah, blah, blah if they're catching, if they're gaining on you, whatever. So, and he saw that Tomac was catching him. Like every lap, he was like a whole bunch of, he was like gaining on a major. And so with two laps left, Brayton threw down a fucking heater and matched Tomac's speed. And Tomac probably saw that. And with two laps left, Tomac was like, fuck, he just matched my lap. How am I going to catch him now? Mm. So Tomac, I feel like at that point was, with two laps left, was just like, fuck, well, later. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like he... He saved what he could save, you know? I mean, he was at the point where... I mean, even beating Justin Brayton isn't going to... Well, Justin's in third, right, in the points? Uh, I think Brayton's in, like, third in points. But I don't know. But I don't know. Then again, it's not going to... It's not like it's going to... He's not He's not going... I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but he's not racing for a third place or a second. He's racing to win, but... Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, think about how much... How tired Tom... Like... How did Tomac not get fucking tired, dude? Coming through the pack, doing those gnar- that gnarly of lap times for every single lap on a gnarly track, like, and then he gets off the track and he's on the podium and he talks like nothing is even like yeah, he not, did, does not look like he, he just look got bad. done going on a stroll through the park. Like, I was just like, fuck, dude, this guy is gnarly, but. But yeah, Daytona was fucking sick. I thought it was the best one in the past few years for sure. Kyle Peters, something that stood out was Kyle Peters' heat two ride. He almost got that win. You don't watch the heats, no, do you? That was, no, I did, I did watch. That wasn't Daytona. Oh, wasn't it? No. That was uh, St. Louis, the last race. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, it was. You're right. Uh, see, son, this I fucking, video I'm watching working, this so I'm trying to fucking. Keep up no, on our Instagram it. page. <clears throat> yeah, our Instagram page, WFOMX Radio. Check it out. But, yeah, I mean, Daytona was cool. Um, a lot of shit. Uh, Anderson, what did – Anderson got third at Daytona? Did he? I think so. I think so, too. Um, so, moving on to uh, – Actually, shout out Logan Carnow for making the main. <clears throat> oh, yeah. In Daytona. Ohio boy, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, Vermillion, out of Vermillion, Ohio. Hell yeah. I know, dude. I, I know. I was pumped. I saw you post that on our Instagram, and I was like, damn, that's that one guy you are telling me about. He ended up getting 15th, too. So like, oh, that's, really? That's the best ride he's ever had. I mean, last year, you know how there's some guys that make the mains on uh, 250s? He did yeah. that. He did that like two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, he got on the Pulp Show, what's and he his, got on Race Day Live and all that shit. What's his name did that this year? Um, Starling. Starling. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he did. I forget where it was, but he did that. Um, or it was Tampa, maybe. But he got on the in the main event on the 250. That's fucking gnarly. Yeah. But at the same time, it's really not, because there's some races where the 250 guys have faster lap times than the 450. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the track can fit a 250 guy better. Like, those yeah. tight tracks, dude, so you can get your RPMs up so much quicker, and sometimes you can even hit rhythms that they can't. Well, yeah, because think about it, on a 250F, 
Sometimes jumping on a 250 is easier because you just hold it wide. Like, if there's a triple, 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 you just whoop, whoop, yeah. whoop. And 450, you have to kind of – you have to you have to time it. Yeah. So a 250 guy can just hold it wide and know that he's going to make it perfect every time. Or a 450 guy has to check up or he has to time it and then he can case shit and, or over jump shit. Like, 450 is definitely like a uh, – it's an art – for a supercross. Yeah, for a supercross. Because these guys think, oh, 450, they're going to go way faster because they just fucking launch everything. But their bikes are too fast. So they have to really have good timing to not over jump shit. Or if they do miss time something, casing something. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it's just. But. Cole Nichols out. That sucked. Did you hear about that? He broke his leg. Yeah. Right before Daytona or whatever? Yeah. Dude, so many guys. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's like, what are those seasons, you know? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Lights and 450. It's uh, it's pretty insane, dude, honestly. I I don't <clears throat> really. And I guess Webb got hurt, too. And he wasn't even. Uh, he's going to race this weekend, but I guess there's, there was talks that he wasn't going to. Yeah, I heard that, too. Or there still is talks that he's not going to. And it's like, Barsha's out, and if Webb's hurt. Like, yeah, I just saw a post of Martin Davalos posting a picture of I'm not coming back till I'm 100% ready. Like, what What kind of shit is Who the fuck is 100% ready, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's fucked up, but... Dude. And then... I, that I'll, fucker needs to retire. No, he just needs to move up. Just put himself in the 450 class, and then I feel like that, that burden of everything isn't going to be so high on him. Yeah. He can just go out and ride. Yeah, I agree. But he has a lot of pressure in the 250 because he's been there so long, and... He's supposed to be a title contender, and then that gets to his head. I mean, he gets his pro circuit deal again, and he gets hurt the first – that wasn't his fault, though. But he gets hurt the first fucking ride, you know? Yeah. It wasn't his fault, but he just has bad luck. And as some people say, Marty's going to Marty. Yeah. So, but – Christian Craig won his first heat. Dude, Craig's been doing good on the 450. Dude, these starts, dude, did you hear that they pulled his bike down? They tore his bike down after, uh, uh, what was it? I think it was Daytona. No way. Yeah, I saw a video of... Uh, because so, of the starts? Because he's get, getting good starts and everything. That's what I heard. I could be wrong, but I heard that Geico Someone had to go back. And, I heard that Geico had to go back and tear their bikes down and shit. Damn. Tear the Christian Craig bike down. Damn. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's funny People for... People are salty as fuck. It's funny for whoever it is that protests them because you know that if you protest... You know that if you go to an AMA race, and even if you race fucking novice, and you're in stock novice, and you think someone's bike is modded out... Cheating. You have to pay a lot of money to the AMA for to have that person get their bike torn down and and if they tear it down and there is modifications then you get your money back and that person gets fucked if they tear it down and the mechanics aren't going to tear down a bike for nothing if they tear it down and there's no and it's it is stock then you just fucking lost out on all that money you spent to have them tear it down because a Geico mechanic isn't going to want to trust somebody else to take his bike apart. He's going to have to take it apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's going to need to get paid for that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm saying the AMA makes money off of it. 
Yeah, I bet you a few people do. You yeah. can't you can't just tell Geico to tear down a bike for not get shit for it. You know what I'm saying? Like for Geico, if AMA Kansas says you got to pro, you feel like if somebody protested against Geico, you think Geico's gonna let somebody else tear down their bike? No. Yeah, so they well, they, they can't uh, just tear down a bike for free. Yes, you know? they will. I feel they, like they're getting it's something part out of the of that. rules. But <clears throat> like even just like I said, if you're racing, if if me and you are racing at just an amateur national. I've been and I want your bike, and I want your bike to get torn down. Yeah, you or whoever you're with is tearing it down. It happens a lot of amateur nationals. You'd be surprised. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. So, but yeah. what if it's like you? What if it's like you and your mom at the track, and you have to? It's I, like yeah. I would be like, dude, I don't even know that's how funny. to tear that's this funny, fucker I down. I always got good starts. <laughs> I always got good starts. That I wouldn't be surprised if somehow because I I would get good starts and I'd fade super fucking quick. Yeah. <laughs> because I was never in shape, but. <clears throat> Yeah. If I got protested, I I'd be, be fucked. To. That'd be our day at the track. <laughs> Fuck, might as well load up unless we can pay somebody else to do it. But. Yeah. At that point, it's on not 80s, even worth it. At that 80s, point, would have been fucked. So. At that point, I would have just fucking went home. I would have been like, all right, fuck it, I'm out. I'm not going to fucking tear my bike down at the track, in the fucking pits, in the dirt, because someone thinks there's modifications done to it. How about an amateur day when you'd get a, penal- or a penalty or something? And you'd have to start backwards on the gate. Did you ever see that shit? No. <clears throat> Damn, that shit happened in Ohio a lot. Really? Or like sandbaggers and shit? No, somebody got like somebody got like in trouble at a race. And it happened like two races in a row. This kid had to start backwards on the gate. Really? Yeah. That's classic. Yeah. I remember one time when I was racing novice at AMX, dude. Like, <clears throat> I was just sandbagging it. Cause I when I once I got on two DFs that's when I progressed a lot, and I was sandbag I was literally winning every race and people wanted people wanted to boot me out but I was like dude like this is my first year like let me fucking win like yeah. a state championship, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You'd be surprised how many guys do that at like Loretta's and shit. Dude. Like this is my I'm fucking fifteen years old dude you don't yeah. want to let me just win some shit. What class were you Davis? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. And people were, like, protesting and protesting, and I was, like... And it got to the point where I was, like, in staging, I'd tell everyone, if you guys want me to fucking start backwards, I'll do it. Yeah. Because I'm tired of all you fuckers protesting me. That's an early jump. I mean, that's that's an early jump, but a lot of kids do that. Like, a lot of the, like, kids that are racing, for real, you know? They move up quick. Oh, yeah. See, and that's the thing for me is, dude, I went from winning my last novice race to winning my first intermediate. So, it's kind of, like... I was definitely sandbagging, but at the same time, it's like, I, I'm just this fucking poor kid from a small town, like, let me fucking get some, let me get the feeling of winning, like, I don't want to just be a fucking in a battle yeah. now, like, I want to, I want to at least get some wins under my name, even if it is in novice class, you know what I'm saying? And then, a lot of those kids don't even show up every fucking weekend. And then the thing was... For, is, the, ra- for the points race, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, it's usually a series. It's not like you just show up every weekend or once in a while. Yeah. Well, and the thing was is... And then once I moved to intermediate, I fucking did one year in intermediate, and I fucking did really good. So then I was just like, all right, I'm going pro. And I almost did, I almost did two years intermediate, and then but... I was, like, at the point where I was, like, I can't afford to go do amateur nationals. Yeah. So, I mean, might as well just turn pro and race locally and 
do that route. So that's what I always wanted to do. Because if I had money and I was able to afford to do amateur nationals, I definitely would have stayed intermediate. Yeah. But it was to the point where I was looking at the more realistic goal, and I was just like, "Fuck it, turn pro." And then I got second in my first pro race. I was leading to the last fucking corner of the race, dude, and Anthony DeFazio fucking parks me. In the he was lap. still riding? Yeah. No shit. He, dude, my first ever pro race, I was winning it, and he parked me in the last corner. You know the canyon where the medics sit, that left-hander? Yeah. The finish line's right there. He parked me in that corner, and I got second, and he won. <laughs> But That's it was one of those things where I, like, it was one of those things where I was just so fucking pumped either way. I was like, I don't even care that I got second. I'm just pumped that I, because I didn't know where I was going to be. And after the race, DeFazio was like, dude, I just had to fucking do that. And I was like, I know, dude. I was like, honestly, I'm pumped that I even got second. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I can't even believe I got second. But, but yeah, so, well, on to St. Louis. Did you like St. Louis? Yeah, I liked it. I didn't get the. Dude, the dirt was fucking sick. The track was sick. Did you? uh, Fucking Mookie did the quad and before everyone, and then so you know that quad going into the left hander. Yeah. So Mookie did it. Josh Osby. That Josh Osby. So this one, yeah, this one I'm getting at. Holy fuck! Mookie did the quad in the seated A practice. Next practice was two fifty B. Or whatever. So, the next practice, Osby comes out on a privateer KTM and says, oh, a, a, factory, a factory 450 went for it. I might as well do it, too. So, he went for it. Barely K- Did you see his fucking hell? Yeah. He helicoptered. Yeah. yeah, and then his fucking bike, his uh, his rear suspension was fucked. Yeah, the, was it you, really? Did you see how clapped it was? I didn't he see He was it. looking at the back, and there was probably like seven inches from the rear fender to the back tire. <laughs> really? Dude, the thing was clapped the fuck out. He went to the, he went to the, uh, fucking, the pit area, and they let the, the mechanics, mechanics work on it for a second. And then one, yeah, he had time for one more fucking lap. Before these, these fuckers just got done working on his bike. They got enough to where, you know, you can go out and do yeah. a lap, I guess. This fucker has one more lap of time to get one more, you know, one more lap in. Yeah. He fucking hits it again, son. And he fucking makes it clean. Yeah. I didn't even Put know Put down that. the heater. I didn't even Got know Got second that. on the fucking board after that. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Dude, that That's motherfucker's fucking... gnarly. Uh, it... He's got a pair. Yeah. I didn't even realize that happened. That's fucking badass, honestly. Yeah. There's no fucking way I would have done that. There's no, no way. nobody else fucking was. No. Did he what? He did what for it? And then and then Eli after that, Eli did the three three three. That's after the quad. Quite a few guys started doing that, and then but in the main event, Eli was the only one that was doing the three 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 consistently. Eli zones in, dude. He's zoned. He's easily the fastest fucking guy out there. Yeah. And then the week before last, like at Daytona, I was thinking, I was like, dude, is Jason Andrew like? <clears throat> He came out really hot, and it was like maybe Jason Anderson's gonna be the fastest fucking guy this year because he, dude, at he the beginning like of the it. year he was abs like his style was just so gnarly, and he, I mean maybe it's because he has a big points lead he's kind of just getting through the races and, but he's he's doing it again he got second at St Louis he beat Marvin, I know so it's like but he just doesn't look that fast to me I don't know why yeah he, he looks, looks like, like he's struggling I don't know. 
And I noticed that, like, he, whenever he gets interviewed right after the race, he seems like he's super tired. Yeah. As where Eli, when he gets interviewed right after the race, he's just perfectly fine. And Anderson is just huffing and puffing and shit, but I don't know, obviously St. Louis fucking Tomac won by 20 seconds, and what do you... St. Louis was dope. How do you even... How, what do you think is wrong with Eli, bro? Like, as far like, think- no, I'm <laughs> saying wrong with him is like, how is he so fucking gnarly? The past, like, how do you win by 20 seconds? Dude, he's fast as fuck. He's always been gnarly fast. Like, you said he's like James. I don't think he's like James because he doesn't. When when Eli crashes, it's not like. Gnarly. That gnarly, dude. When James went down, dude, he, dude, that motherfucker every time went down hard. Like Eli is more of just like a wash front end, stupid little mistake in the double. Like what yeah. the fuck? Like just it's small a little shit. shit. And I feel like he gets in his own head a lot, maybe because when he crashes and shit, I feel like he just tries to keep it together too much and like, yeah. and he it's it's just too slow. Like some of these guys get crash and they get back on their bike and they're gone dude and you can see it in their their body language how yeah they're trying to get they're back hurting. on the bike yeah they're hustling and tomac doesn't he doesn't have that urge when he goes down but like you said dude he's the fat like he's the fastest fucking guy out there. 20 seconds like yeah. that's insane hitting that quad and then three 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 i mean stewart and, then- stewart and reed with stewart and carmichael would lap like up to third place and shit that was gnarly that was super gnarly yeah but look at the field back then but tomac Tomac, he lapped up to seventh. Tomac will get like eighth place or something, and he'll still win by like twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Tomac was absolutely on fucking real. And then that triple, like right where it crosses the start, mm-hmm. where the mechanics were, he was doing that triple, and no one else was, and he was doing that every lap. And that was because everyone was double and then singling and jumping out, and he was just triple, land on the gas, gone. And then, obviously, at the end of that one rhythm, he was doing that quad. A lot of people doing. Yeah. Then the three, 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 which was gnarly. But in the beginning, the so the finish line was two turns after the start at St. Louis. Uh-huh. And he was already a second ahead. He was already a second ahead after two turns. Because that rhythm section after the start... He, he did that quad. It. He yeah. did that quad. The one that corner. Forkner did. The one he, that Forkner did on Osborne. Yeah, so he, he yeah. got a good start, did the quad, corner, 3-3-3, three, 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 corner, finish line. There's already a second ahead. One within two corners, a second ahead, dude. And I was just like, holy fuck. He's later, gnarly, dude. But, I mean, how many, more ra- do, how many more races do you think he'll win? How many is left? I think it was like 11 out of 8. How many are there? 19, 18? I forget. <clears throat> I, think, I think we're on number 12 or 11 or something. But yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think he's, I think he wins all of them except maybe one or two. Yeah, I could agree with that. I could agree with that. Honestly, so. Because like you said, Anderson isn't, he's complacent right now as long as he's not getting 7th. Fifth, fifth or back, you know. Which he's, he's not. Which he's he's beating so, Marvin, which is what he has to do. So he's gonna be fine. He's not gonna charge and go for wins that he doesn't have to. Even though every time he gets on the podium, he tells us that he's still racing for the win. What? 
he always I did it. hear this, though, and you may have heard it too, that there is a number of wins that Anderson wants to get within, before the year ends, and he said he hasn't reached that number yet. Okay. Like, it was just kind of a goal oh. for the season. Yeah. Like, like this is a, the number of wins I want to get this year, and he hasn't reached it yet. So he was saying that he really wants to reach that. But I Okay, mean, but would you rather be a first four-time – first four time, for, – 450 champion or reach some bullshit little goal that you made beginning of the season, you know? I think you'd rather end the season being a champ. Yeah. Than worry about that little goal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But. Um, yeah, then the 250s, obviously Martin got second again. Uh, Osborne won. Osborne was on rails again. Uh, Forkner fucked up. Forkner got fourth? <laughs> you get fourth? Yeah, Jordan Smith got third. Yeah, so that opened the gap up, eight-point lead for Osborne. And um, Did you hear about that Thomas Rometh, the fill-in rider yeah. for Yamaha? Did you hear the little story behind him? Like, did you hear anything about him or anything? Yeah, a little bit. I guess this fool hasn't rode a 250 in like six years. Yeah, I did hear this. And then the only other thing that he asked for for the Yamaha team is, like, the only change he made on the bike was he moved the bars back yeah. like a tiny bit. I yeah. think that's gnarly. Yeah. So, and dude, that might be another runner because that was his first fucking race. And what did he get, like, 10th? I forget what he got, but did you know, did you hear, like, what, because you know how Will Hahn is, did you listen to the Pulp Show? I, I tried to. I don't when know how Will much Hahn, I listened Did to you me. listen to Will Hahn's? When no, Will Hahn I didn't. On? Okay, so Will Hahn is the team manager for... That Yamaha team, okay? Yeah. And he said that last week on Tuesday, or it may have been Monday, last week on Monday, the guy lives in France, bro. The guy's in France. Call Will Hahn calls him, and in France, it's 1 o'clock in the morning there when he called him. The kid answers the phone, and Will Hahn goes, hey, we have a spot for you to race Supercross here in the States, do you want to do it? And the kid goes, yeah, of course, I'd love to. And Will Hong goes, all right, well, your plane is at 6 a.m., your time. And it's 1 in the morning. He had five hours to, to pack it. his yeah. shit yeah. and get to the airport and fly to the fucking U.S., rode two days on the bike, and then went all- and then flew to St. Louis. Bad- that's badass, man. Yeah, and you got to think, he did really good, and you got to put in to consideration like he probably had jet lag you know like he's probably tired as fuck you know so within a whole week like think about it you're just chilling at home and then you get a that call. like yeah. think about you're on chilling at home monday playing xbox and then all of a sudden that weekend you're in the you're across the country racing supercross like holy fuck that'd be gnarly yeah I wouldn't have any. I wouldn't even have expected myself to make the fucking main. That's props for sure on that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was super cool, and uh, yeah. So Hartrath had a good ride. Yeah, too. dude. He's, he's a he's, rookie. He's good, dude. He's really good. I'm pumped on that kid. Yeah. He sure, like he had that good race when the season started, and he's been doing good every race. And I'm like, damn, like this kid is good. Because when that happened on the start. When oh, he got yeah. knocked a lot, yeah. he ended up in, like, like fifth position, and he hung there for, like, a while. Yeah, well, he was in, like, sixth, I think, But that's the good, whole race. That's really good for him, you know? And I think he ended up finishing seventh, but then he got docked to 19th or whatever. 
So that's fun. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty sick. Um, there's some young guns that are going to come up, and there's a lot on the radar, you know? Yeah. Like, that are going to be fast. Yeah, for sure. Just, like, Chase Sexton, for sure, he's going to be gnarly. Yeah, dude, I'm a big fan of Chase Sexton. He's sick. He's mm-hmm. in... He's super smooth. Austin Forkner and then fucking this guy, too. It's going to be gnarly. Yeah, it is gnarly. Uh, what else happened at St. Louis that you saw? There wasn't really much going on, dude. No. It was, re- it was really a boring race, honestly. Like, I mean, Tomac was gone. Fucking Anderson was in second, riding by himself. Like, it was kind of just a boring race. Like, there was no... I mean, Baggett and Pike were the only people that were really, like... Racing. I would say battling, you know, but they weren't even really, like, getting after it. Like, it was kind of a boring race as far as the 450 class goes. Yeah, racing is a bad word, but, yeah, they're the only ones that were really battling on the track, for sure. Yeah. I mean, but I guess you get weekends like that where there's just not much much going on, and so... But, yeah, and then... What about the two fifties? You notice anything good? No, not really. What do you got on there? I just have fucking heart raft, really. I thought that was dope. Hell yeah. And then the fucking some Tanner Basso kid made his first two fifty main, so I thought that was pretty sick. Yeah, that is sick. But that's about it. <clears throat> All right. Well, we are going to we are gonna have a uh, caller. His name's Ryan Hughes. And it's not the trainer Ryan Hughes. It's uh, Henry. everybody probably just got super pumped, but yeah, yeah dude, we got a we got a mechanic on here. Yeah, so. it's uh, Henry Miller's mechanic number forty eight. Number's forty eight, right? Yep. Yeah, forty eight on the uh, Hep Suzuki team, and uh, yeah, we're gonna get him on right now. I'm dialing, dialing him up. He said he's ready. He said he is ready. Hey. Yo! What's up? Uh, You're on WFO MX Radio. Yes, sir. Right now, here with my buddy Ben. I don't think you met Ben, but he's a close friend of mine from back in the day. Uh, was he in Phoenix? I think I met him there. Do yeah. what? Was he in Phoenix? No, he wasn't in Phoenix. That was Blake. That was my uh, buddy Blake. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, so... What have you been up to, dude? What you What are you doing? I'm in India right now, dude. You're in India already? Yeah, we came straight here from uh, St. Louis. We drove uh, here Monday morning. Damn. And, uh, we rented a house here for the week, so we've just been hanging out here, getting the bikes ready. We have to do a, a thing downtown for a film tomorrow where we bring the rig down there, set up some canopies, and we'll have the bikes on display for... Everyone hanging out downtown. There you go. Oh yeah, that's sick, dude. How is it? How's the traveling life of a mechanic? Well, actually, hold on. Let me. I I got something I want to ask you first before we get into that. Um, All right. What even? So you obviously you're from Northern. Where are you from? Your what town? I'm from Montmartre, California. Okay, and you came to MMI. Why did? What made you want to come to MMI? Well, it was halfway through my senior year of high school. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I either wanted to go to school to be a welder or 
the mechanic of some sort. I've always enjoyed working on stuff. And it was my half of my senior year, and we had a rep from the line come to the school, and they did, like, these presentations during lunch, and we got halfway through, and I'm like, you know what? I want to do that. So after the thing, I gave the guy my contact information. He called me about a couple of days later, came to my house, sat down with my family, filled out all the paperwork, got the loans all figured out, and he gave me a date. He's like, you can start right here, which is two weeks after you graduate high school, or you can start this date, which is, you know, two months after you graduate high school. I'm like, you know what? I'll just start two months after you graduate. Have one more summer, hang out with my friends, have fun, and just get to work, start the real world. And so that's what I did. Oh, yeah. And so then that's when... And then when you came out here, that's when you got a part-time job at the local Canyon MX, and that's how we got. That's how we met. So. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I, that was still a good day. That's one of my favorite jobs I've ever had right there. That was so much fun. Yeah, it was. So, so I have a quick question. When you were going to MMI and stuff, did you know? Is that what you wanted to do? You wanted to be a race mechanic and everything. You had you had your sight set on that, uh, or what? Yeah, absolutely. I knew that. I mean, I've always wanted to do this since I was a little kid, just be involved in the industry somehow. Yeah. And as soon as I, as soon as I started in my mind, I knew this was, at the end, this is my goal that I set for myself to be a professional oh. mechanic for a racer. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so um, how did that, how did the whole thing come about? Because I know a lot of people will. Uh, They'll go to, like, because there's thousands of kids that go to MMI, but you got to think there's there's only 22 guys. On, there's only a handful of riders that can afford to have a mechanic, and there's only a, a few teams that even have uh, hired on mechanics. So how did that come about? Because it's a, it's a very small percentage of um, mechanics that get jobs, and a lot of the people don't even go to MMI. You know, so how did that, how did it come about that you even got the job? With this industry, dude, I mean, it don't matter if you went to the mine, had perfect grades all day through, perfect attendance, it's all about who you know. Yeah. And uh, it was about, I forget when it was, about a month before I graduated, I was going to uh, ACT with two of my buddies. And uh, my dad texted me, he's like, hey, have you ever heard of, uh, Stuffy Racing. I'm like, yeah, I've heard of him. Like, I knew, I've never met him, but I've heard of him. He works with Dustin Pipes, and he's a motor builder and all that, and he has a shop in uh, town about an hour south of me. I'm like, yeah, I heard of him by the stuff. And I was like, well, he's real good friends with my, well, he's now my cousin, but at the time it was my cousin's fiance, and he's like, he wants to talk to you when you graduate, when you get back. And at that point, I mean, I was stoked. I'm like, you guys are kidding me right now. Like, I I wanted this when I started school, but, you know, you go through it and you're like, you see how it actually works and, you know, you start realizing that, you know, the takes a, it happening. takes a while for some people. It doesn't just happen right away. Yeah, you know? it's hard to find a job exactly. once you get out. Yeah, it's hard. And, I, about, and after that, I was stoked. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. I graduated. I came home. I hung out for just two weeks, caught up with all my buddies, and then, yeah, everything started slowing down. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go down there. I'm going to talk to him. So I texted him, like, hey, when's a good time for me to come down? And he's like, well, I'm at Wall Street right now. I'll be home Thursday. If you come down Thursday morning, that'd be great. I'm like, all right, sounds good. So I drove down there, 
uh, talked to him for a little bit, and he's like, he's like, well, I want to see what you can do. I'm like, all right. He's like, uh, tear the head off that motor right there and tear the doms out of it. I'm like, all right. So I did it. He's like, all right, do it again to this one. And I was about halfway through it, and he comes in and he's like, oh, by the way, don't fuck up with this Kyle Cunningham's motor. And at oh, that point, shit. I'm like, well, you got to be kidding me right now. Like, I'm in an interview, and I'm yeah. working on, you know, one of the top 15 fastest guys on the planet. Yeah, exactly. Working, working on his motor, and and about I got about halfway through it, and he's like, well, you're doing a pretty good job, so plan on having a job because uh, I could use your help around here. And it all started there. Fucking killed it. I worked there for about six months, and then Supercross started, and... It was over from Supercross. He's like, hey, you know, we, we ride for TPJ. And he's like, I can see if Ted needs help this weekend if you want to work with the team. I'm like, yeah, dude, that'd be sick. You know, I thought I was going to be, you know, helping set up and helping yeah. the rig. Yeah, and you're, you're, you'd be the one going to get the groceries and, and the one setting yeah. up the canopy and and yeah, all yeah. that bullshit. Yeah, I, I thought that's just what I was going to be doing. And, I show up and, you know, I get introduced to Ted, and Ted's a super cool dude, and I got introduced to his son, Teddy, and Teddy was racing at the time, and he's like, oh, you're going to be working for Teddy this weekend, and at that moment, I just stopped and realized, you know, six months after I graduated high school, I'm already helping out a pro rider, and that was was just cool for me, I mean, just sitting in the tunnel, just waiting to go out for their first practice, I was just... It was so surreal, and I couldn't believe that, you know, I got there that fast, and it was just... The environment and everything is probably... Just the environment and everything is probably unreal, dude. It's probably mind-boggling, you know what I mean? Just, like, being... It's not... Like, watching Supercross as a kid and stuff, and then, you know what I mean? You're there on the gate trying to tell your, your... Your guy's about to go out on the gate, and you're telling your rider, you know what I mean, to get pumped up or shit. You know, it must be sort of mind-boggling, you know what I mean? Dude, it was crazy. I remember I was sitting there right before we went out for first qualifying. And I'm a huge Chad Reed fan. Anyone who can me knows that. And Reed yeah. was right up next to me and he gets off his bike and just stands there. And I'm just, Fuck. I'm just like, oh my God. And you can't, and the I shitty thing is, is I kind of experienced that same thing. And the hardest part is not being a fanboy. Because you can't be a fanboy. Like you, people will just be like, "Who the fuck is this kid?" Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so you have to just play it cool. Because like that's how it was. Even when I went to the Glen Helen National, I was in staging and Reed. It's funny you said that that happened with Reed because same thing. Reed pulls up next to me and he parks right next to me in staging, and I was just like, I I was just looking at his bike like, and looking at him like, holy fuck! Like been watching you since I was a little fucking kid. It was, yeah. I so I kind of understand your feeling, and that was like there was so bad where I wanted to get off and be like, dude, come on, mechanic, take a picture of us real quick. But it's like you, <laughs> like you just you can't do that, you know. So that was probably one of the, it's definitely a hard thing to overcome that at the beginning. But I mean now now you're you've done it. How many years have you been going to the races? Is this your second year or third uh, year? This is my third year going. Yeah, your third year. So, I mean, now it's kind of just whatever to you, but I'm sure. Yeah, now I see them, and, you know, they're just, they're they're normal people to me now. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still see them, and I'm kind of like, you know, I'll see what's up to them and all that, and it's still, to me, it's like, 
you know, these guys are still fucking not asking. I'm just just another weekend, though. Life, so yeah. It's still cool for me. Like, that, that feeling of, like, like kind of being intimidated just standing next to him is still there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, now that you're a mechanic, like, I know you're on, like, you're a mechanic on a pretty a pretty good team, but I'm sure you also look, like, is your goal to stick with these guys or do you want to try to get on with like a fat like a factory team or or what what do you do you kind of have any more goals or are you kind of good where you're at oh my goal i mean in game my goal is to be on the factory team with you know a championship caliber rider yeah i can't the guys that i'm with right now if it wasn't for them i wouldn't be where i'm at today but yeah, I take them for everything that I have and everything I've experienced, but I still, I still want to keep climbing. I still have higher goals for myself. Yeah, for sure. That, that's pretty cool. I mean, because like, just like you said about the riders. I mean, I'm sure you look at. I'm I'm sure it's cool being at the race and being able to see like what the factory mechanics are doing and kind of how they go about doing stuff, and so you can you kind of are prepared for for the next level, you know, and I'm sure, do you talk to a lot of the other guys or do you just kind of stick to yourself? No, I talk to, I talk to a lot of the mechanics. I'm cool with a couple of the mechanics. Like, uh, I'm cool with Josh Grant's mechanic. He's, he's a cool dude. And, uh, Alex Ray's mechanic. So yeah. I, I talk, I, whenever I get a chance, uh, I talk to those guys. Yeah. Like, you know, <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Kind of, get my face familiar with them so you know yeah exactly and that's the thing like like honestly like you're in a really good position where you're at but i mean everything takes time but like if you just if you if you're in the position you're at and you're going to the races and and you're meeting people and you're talking to people and then if something goes happen if something happens with where you're at then you can you have contacts to where you could hit people up and you could even even if you were a practice mechanic for a factory guy, like that would be fucking sick. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That, that, yeah. Like, cause exactly. I mean, like, doesn't mean cause all those factory guys, like they don't like their race mechanic. Like they don't really don't do much, dude. Like their practice no, they mechanics are the they ones don't. that are they're, the ones. Honestly, like around the pits, they're all called glorified part changers. Yeah, grip, do, grips and I graphics, bro. Than, all the all the top factory mechanics do. I mean, I can rebuild motors, I can rebuild suspension, and all those guys do is grips, graphics, and bars. That's all they do. Yeah, they must. They frame the bike, put it back together. Yeah, and and, and they don't do any. The motor, sus- they don't any, do. Uh, they don't do any suspension because that's that's why they have a guy from. Um, Show us there, yeah, yeah, or W, yeah, exactly. So they don't even their mechanics don't even do the suspension. So I mean, no, they don't. so that's why I was saying, like, oh. even if you were a practice mechanic for, like, imagine if like, like Anderson or like Tomac or like Muskin or or like even not even that high caliber, like even say like a say like a uh, even a top two fifty rider. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean, or fuck. say even like a Justin Brayton or someone was like that that level of rider was looking yeah. for a, like a practice mechanic, uh, dude, I'd be all over. I mean, obviously you'd probably have to move and shit, but that would be a cool yeah, step. Yeah, no, I'd be all over it, dude. Yeah. I mean, and this, this, the shitty it. thing about me- being a mechanic is like, you really have to love that shit because you have to bust yeah. your ass and you really don't get paid that much money, you know? So no, you don't. I mean, 
I get things good, you know, these guys, they take care of me, they take care of all my intentions on the road, but, I mean, if I, if you don't love it, and you don't like being around bikes or working on bikes, you're not going to make it, yeah, you're yeah. just going to be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wake up every morning, and I'm like, yeah, I get to go work on dirt bikes today, it's not like, I have to work on dirt bikes. Yeah, you know? it's something you get, get to do, it. not you I'm gotta do. I'm to be where I'm at right now, yeah. and, you know, it's a privilege, and it can all be taken away super fast, so, you know, you can't take it for granted. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, how how is, so you're a mechanic for Henry Miller on the HEP Suzuki yep. team, or HEP Suzuki team. Um, yep. So, how's he been doing? I saw last weekend uh, he, he kind of had a crash, and then a few yeah, weeks ago yeah, I saw you were famous, team. you were famous on TV getting in the mechanics area, but, yeah. Yeah, that was in uh, Dallas. We uh, he crashed earlier. He crashed at Oakland and messed his shoulder up, and then uh, sat out in uh, sat out San Diego. Didn't race. Healed his shoulder up. He separated his AC, and then in Dallas we made the main. And yeah, he jumped into the whoops like halfway through the main event and got all sideways and we heard his shoulder pop, so he pulled off. But I enjoy working with Henry. Henry, he's Super, super good kid. He, you know, he's fast and he's hungry. That's what I love about it. He's hungry. And he wants to do good just as much as I want him to do good. So it's yeah, like, yeah, you can tell. Him, you no can tell he wants it. You can tell he really wants it. I mean, I think it was just last weekend he was, he got into it with like Miriam or stuff. He had the speed, and it's just you see him out there. He's yeah. definitely got the speed. It just it's, it seems like he just always gets shitty dealt a shitty card. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, this weekend was rough. We in the LCQ. You know, he passed champion for fourth, and I know everyone knows the history and how champion is. I put on that pitboard, I'm like, you need to pass Marion for safety. I'm yeah. Like, pass Marion. Yeah. Pass him as soon as you get a chance. And it was the second to last lap, and Henry messed up coming into the whoops, and Champ got closer, and I'm like, oh, he's going to get him. You know, he hung off that lap, and then the next lap, Champ broke me inside, had the inside before the triple. I'm like, well, here it goes, and... I couldn't see that three five three after the triple because that burn before the whoops was there. Yeah. And I see them disappear, and then I just heard the crowd, and I'm like, "Oh, what happened?" And then I just see Champion's helmet, and I don't see Henry's helmet. Yeah. I was so pissed. Yeah, I was a I bummer. Was so I was bummed too. It happens. You know, we shouldn't have been in that position in the first place, but you know. Well, you got Dallas and Houston. It happened. You got Dallas and Houston. How do you guys feel about Indy? Uh, Indy is actually. Very good to him. He got 11th there last year, so he's trying to his position when he reached the uh, 250B last year. So oh, I so think yeah. coming into Indy, we're good. And he's, I've been at club with him for the past three weeks. Oh, really? I didn't go back, but I guess we got some rain on Sunday at club, and they rode there yesterday the top track, and it was super ruddy and soft, so that'll be good practice. Yeah, that'll be good. I was, just, I was just going to say that I follow a lot of the track guys um, on Dirtworks, and all yeah. of their like stories and their Instagram stories and stuff like the the dirt it's gonna be ruddy like every every yeah. story they post like like the trucks that are rolling into like the trucks that are um, hauling the dirt like there's just yeah. tire there's just tire ruts everywhere from the truck so it just it's yeah. gonna be soft and it's gonna be ruddy so that's why I was gonna I was get, just gonna ask um, how you feel about him being in that situation but I mean if he just if he just had some fresh practice on a track like that, then that's pretty good. 
he loves red too. He loves like the rough when it's red. It's because he's filming that. So, and I was at the stadium yesterday, and it was snowing as they were bringing in, uh, bringing in dirt. So I know that that stuff's gonna be often wet come this weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it looks like it's, and it's the hey. So this weekend in Indy is the the two fifty shootout or whatever. Yeah. How do you think that's gonna yeah, go? I know your guys a four fifty. Yeah. I know your guys a four fifty rider, but how do you think that two, that shootout's gonna go? Because I mean, obviously you watch the race and you're still a fan of everyone, but so how Absolutely. do you how do you think that's gonna go? Um, I think Plessy's gonna take it, dude. I mean, uh, he's yeah. so good when it's rough and yeah, rutted like that, just for his genes to be that ground and all that. Hell yeah, and I agree. A home race for him, so I I I see him taking it. He excels when it's rough like that. Yeah, for sure. So, whenever you went from the West Coast to the East Coast, was it a little bit different because the lights guys were different? Like, was there different people in the pits, or like, was there different faces and stuff, or is it all pretty much the same same crew, just different riders? It's it's a little different. I mean, you see, you don't see some of the guys that you know you normally talk to and all that. Then you see some new guys that, you know, that you know from just past experiences and just meeting them. So it's cool. I mean, you get to see some different people and some different riders, and it's it's a little different. But, yeah. I mean, it's, for the most part, you know, all those things, they have to prove, and they're there every single weekend regardless of who's racing. So uh, it's, yeah. it's usually just the same people. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I could see that. So, hell, yeah. Well, um. Anything else you want to you want to talk about? You got a shout out or anything or what? You know, what's your hey? What's your okay? What's your uh, does does Henry have a goal for this weekend? Just make the main, or does he want to get top fifteen or or what? You know, we want we want the top fifteen. That's for sure. We just you know we'd like to make the main. And, you know, he practices twenty minute motos, so I know he can go twenty minutes, yeah. especially on that track. So. And, yeah. You know, when we're at club, he practices with, you know, Brayton and all those guys. I mean, dude, when we're at club, he's like a second on Brayton, if not. Really? I mean, he's on Brayton's ass in the club, so. That's good. I know, I know he has the speed in us. We just. It's just kind of really, bad luck. Remember when we made the mint, made a mint, we just haven't had good luck that weekend. Like, yeah. Been, we had a bad practice crash, and he almost re-entered his hip, and then Dallas, we just got dealt bad cards for his injury. So if we can meet the main event this weekend, we're healthy. We got the bike with some good form. I think, I think it'll be a pretty good start with the top fifteen. Hell yeah! Well, um, I'm so, be for you. so um, are you? Uh, are you? Is your? Is this team a Supercross only thing, or are you yeah, guys going out? Only. Okay, so whenever the, whenever out this summer, are you just gonna work at the Snuffy Racing Shop, or are you trying to find a rider, or what? Yeah, I think I'm just gonna say it's uh, not for the summer. I might find a guy who needs some help. I know Henry already has a dude helping him for outdoors. Oh, does he? Because is so. is he doing like a like a his own program for the outdoors? Yeah, he has his own program, and okay. he's been helping last year. Sugar racing, he's gonna help him out. And oh yeah, all that. Nice. Yeah. So, so. I'm gonna, I might try and find a dude to help out outdoors. I don't know yet. I gotta. 
Yeah. I mean, it's the same. And then go another 12 outdoors and grow. Yeah. And we're not. And it's a lot of work, too. Especially on, like, a privateer based team. Like, you got a lot of work you got to do. Yeah, and another if thing, I do find a guy, it will not be on a subscription because I do not want to work on a piece of BS. Yeah, beating the shit out of the bike. Yeah, and another thing is, I mean, you've been on the road for for a few months now, so I mean, it might be kind of nice just to to go home and yeah, just exactly. work work your day job during the summer and just hang out with your buddies and and stuff like that, and then whenever. Uh, and then whenever um, October, November rolls around again and you guys start getting ready for Supercross, get back in the grind, you know, so. Yeah, that's one thing I've seen my do because, dude, I haven't been home since before Tampa. I left Tampa and then I've been gone ever since. And it's rough. Yeah. Know? It's rough. Yeah, it's cool. I get to be a race every weekend, but I want to go home, man. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think I think everybody will dog. say that though. Everybody will say it's hard work. <laughs> I mean, you listen to everybody. Everybody says being a mechanic is hard. Obviously, besides those factory guys, but bet you're not the only one. Yeah, it's it's rough, dude. Yeah. Rough. Well, hey, that's what you that's what you yeah. want to do, though. I mean, yeah, it's right, it's pretty right. awesome. I and, love it. And just like you said, like you can't take it for granted because, like what I was saying earlier, there's. There's thousands of kids that come out of that school every every six months or whatever the graduation periods are. There's and there's thousands. Of, there's probably fucking millions of mechanics out there that were killed to do what you're doing. And the fact that you have the opportunity that to be able to go to the races and be a mechanic for one of the top Supercross riders in the world. And I mean. You can't yeah. be complaining too much, you know. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Exactly. It, it, it's rough, but still, at the end of the day, you know, I'm living my dream, and I wouldn't trade anything for it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it came out of. I never, honestly, whenever we were working at Canyon, I was I, I had no idea what like <clears throat> that you were even gonna be able to like get an opportunity like this. I was, and then once I saw that you were at Monster Cup or whatever, like. I was like, yeah. damn, dude, this fucking kid is the real deal, I guess. Yeah, I, I, when I started, you know, I did, I, 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 I knew it was going to happen because I, I was going to work my ass off to make it happen regardless, but yeah. for all this to happen this soon, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm 21 years old, you know, I'm, I'm doing things that, you know, nobody else that I graduated high school with is doing. Yeah. You know, they're all still, you know, stuck in the party stage or, you know, going to a four-year college to, you know, try two years to find a job that they got a degree in. You know, I'm living my dream. I was living my dream six months out of, college, out of a trade school. Yeah. And, yeah, that's badass. Hey, man, you were you know? living your dream right out of high school at Canyon, too. Dude, that was... <laughs> Canyon was some of the funnest times I ever had. Dude, I'll never forget those Yeah, me, you, and Austin had some good times for sure. Uh, Dude, that was so much fun. Yeah. And it was funny because you and uh, Cash were like the only two kids that me and Austin even liked. Everyone else that worked there, we were just like, these guys are fucking useless. Like, I (laughs) I remember telling my mom, I was like, honestly, just fire everyone except for me, Austin, Ryan, and Cash, and we'll be good to go. Like, us four will just take care of everything. Oh, yeah. Like that Dude, was fun. I remember when 
when you stopped working there, and then, like, when I was working my last month there, and right after I quit, I moved back, and I was texting somebody, I forget who it was, and I'm like, dude, how can I even since I left? He's like, dude, it's complete garbage. Yeah. Like, it's shit. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, dude, it sucks so bad. I'm like, dude, that sucks. Cause like, yeah, a lot of people talk shit on Canyon, but, you know, it's the only person during the week yeah. like that. And, you know, when I was working there, I, I, you know, I know how it is to ride a nice track. I know how it is to ride a nice track. And, you know, I know me and you, we try our hardest to make sure that all those guys who paid money to go ride there have the best shit to ride. Well, see, and that's the thing right now is, like, the guys that are working there, like, they do a decent job. Like, the track's been okay. But the guys that are working there, they're working there to collect a paycheck. And I feel yeah. like we were working there because we wanted to to make it good. Like exactly. whenever I like I I didn't I didn't walk off the tr- like I didn't finish my prep without looking at it and be like, damn, today's gonna be dope. You know yeah, what I'm exactly. saying? Like every time that I got off the track with the dozer or the track or the water truck, whatever, I'd look at the track and I'd be like, damn, it's going to be pretty good today. You know? And I feel like the guys yeah. now, they just don't have like that heart, you know? Cause you have to like, yeah, it's just like, just like being a, a motorcycle mechanic. Like you have to want to do it and like to work exactly. at Canyon, like you're not going to make that much money, but you just, you have to want to do it. And I think yeah, that's, exactly. I think that's worth a lot more than someone that's just, looking for a paycheck you know exactly i remember one time when i was looking there everyone was complaining oh you water too early you water too early i was like i never was thinking about water i let i let that thing get like not too dusty but i let it get dusty to the point where when i was about to water people were applauding like clapping for the water truck on the rocket yeah i'm like you guys, you guys want it to be, you know, not wet? I'll make this where it's like a fucking dust storm going through there. Just wait. Yeah. And after I did that, you know, you, you can't make everybody happy. You know how it is. No. It's, it's hard. But. No matter what, you can't make anybody happy. No. Yeah, and so. especially out there when it's hot, you know, you water one part of the track. By the time you finish, it's already dried up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was... That, the summer is rough, dude. Like, the summertime, yeah. I never like really complain about the track because i know how hard it is during the summer to make it good like it is almost nearly impossible but during the winter time it's like dude this shit should be fucking prime every time but oh yeah but yeah but all right dude well fucking thanks for coming on bro yeah i appreciate it hell yeah so maybe Maybe once the Supercross season's over or, or something like that, we'll yeah, get you back on and see. Yeah, and we'll see kind of how, how the whole year went as a whole and and uh, touch base with you. Absolutely, dude. All Good luck this weekend, bro. Hey, thanks, boys. Take it easy. Later. Later. He's a nice kid. Yeah, that was a solid interview for sure. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, we worked at – Canning together, and now he's traveling the country as a supercross at the mechanic. Pr- practice track with Justin Brayton. You know yeah, what I mean, shit like that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty dope. badass. That inside dope. That inside shit is dope for sure. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, kind of, kind of had him on to give you guys a um, 
kind of what it's like to be a mechanic and kind of what you have to go through. I mean, obviously, a lot of people go to MMI, but some people don't, and they still get in the industry. And like, like he said, he got yeah. that call. You know, his, his dad or whoever he yeah, said it's not got what that you call. Know, it's who you know. So he got plugged in. Or for what I would say, it's not what you know, it's who you blow, son. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But, uh... How has your fantasy been, bro? Fantasy Supercross, how's that been? I had a shitty week at uh, Daytona. You did. But at Indy, I had a solid week. We'll, we'll end the show with our fantasy. All right. And uh, let me pull mine up. It's fucking embarrassing. Dude, it is. I'm, call, I'm about to call you out on this shit. <laughs> but, uh, dude, but what yeah. is your deal? So, well, let's hear... Here, let's go, um, do yours let's just do the last, let's just do the last, fuck Daytona, let's just do this last one, so we can wrap this thing up, it's already been an hour and nine minutes, this is our longest one so far we've had, or actually our first one was really long, but usually we like to keep it within an hour, but since we had, uh, our boy on, our boy Ryan Hughes, we'll, uh, add a little bit of time. Alright. So you said, fuck Daytona. Go to St. Louis? Yeah, we'll just do St. Louis. All right, 250 class, what you got? Um, Hold on, let me go to my results. So my 250 class, my lowest, well, first of all, only two two guys were in the, in the main. First of all, two guys were in the main. And I had, my. I'll tell you my 250 team. I had Wilson Fleming, Zach Osborne, Lane Shaw, and Cody Van Buskirk, and the that guys didn't work out and for the you. guys that made it was Cody Van Buskirk and Zach Osborne. What did they have high handicaps? That's why you picked them. Well, the thing what was, what are you going my, for broke this for? This is my strategy. All right, let's hear it. My strategy was like, I need to get more points, so it's either I'm gonna fucking kill it or I'm gonna get shitted on. What do you, you need know? so many more points for? I'm trying to get in the top ten in our league. Dude, but it's consistency, it's, dude. But the thing was, is I needed a few breakout weeks. The shit's almost over. So, anyways, but the thing was, is you're Lane not doing Shaw, outdoors. I don't know. I haven't paid for it yet. Come on. So the thing dude, was, you can is, do, hold on. You can do leagues for free. So you can join that AZ league for free. Oh really? Yeah, you don't have to pay. Oh. So. Well, then I'll probably do it. But, anyways, because Lane Shaw has been fucking in there, bro. And he was in there and got fucking cleaned. He's the one that crashed on the cement, right? Yeah, and he was like, he's been doing good. So I was like, all right, this kid's going to get it. And then I had that Wilson Fleming kid, which he was in he was in um, third place in the LCQ. I made sure I watched it. Third place in the LCQ. And then he got passed, and he was in fourth. Last lap gets fucking cleaned, bro. So I was fucked. So that fucked me. What about your two fifty class? Well, I had that that Yamaha guy we were talking about earlier, Thomas Romet. Oh, dude, I, I necked on him. And he ended with fifty two points, so that was a max. I got Zach Zach Osborne as my. Oh, I didn't I didn't tell you my points. Twenty six, and then I had Anthony Rodriguez. A Rod. Oh, he did pretty good, didn't he? Yeah. So my my points were I got thirty for Van Buskirk and twenty six for Osborne. Damn. Then I had Josh Osby too, who landed with thirty-two. Damn. So that was a solid two fifty class. I had I had a solid week. So what my four fifty, I had Tomac, from my All Star. I had your boy Logan Carnow. 
fucking knack, dude. He doesn't even race the 450 class. He doesn't? No. Then why didn't they, why did they let me pick it? Because Pulp does stupid shit. I thought he raced 450. No, you gotta talk to your boy before you make that stupid decision, son. How do you think about, uh, how do you think Logan Carnow is gonna do this weekend? That's all you should have hit me with. Oh my He's not God. even in the 450 class, bro. He does 250. Okay. He well, does two, does... He does 250 East Coast, but he raced the first few rounds oh, on so the 450. So they never took going... him off. They I never didn't took know him he off. He wasn't going there. Well, okay. And then I so he was the one that was out. That I had Tomac, like you said, that I had Cunningham and Adam Entick now. And I got good points in 450. Yeah, that's than Logan that's solid. Because. Let me show you my results for the 450. Uh, 450, I had 26 for Eli. I had 34 for Cunningham. And I had 46 for Enticknap. There you go. So, I mean, yeah, that was, was my 450 was, was clean. See, I had that Cedric Sobrias, dude. He's been doing good. Super awesome. Yeah. 36. Yeah. Bowers with 30. Benny Bloss with 34. And then my all-star was Jason Anderson. But... My week, I ended with... Dude, this is what I got to call you out on right here. Go to the league. View so, AZ Dirt. I don't even want to go to the league. All right. You go to the league. Dude, go to round 11, okay? Out of everybody in our league that was that plays in this AZ league... I got last. You got... Anybody that made a fucking pick this last weekend did better than you, son. You got dead last, and the only people that are behind you are fucking zeros. Dude, <laughs> Dude, this weekend better be the pe- weekend that they fucking cut. This was the, your worst no, weekend. No, Daytona was worse. No shit. <laughs> dude, now you really got to go for broke. Yeah. You're sounding like Jason Thomas on the fucking Pulp Show, dude. I know, dude. I fucked up the past two weeks. But I'm going to turn it around. This week is going to be hard because of the West shootout. East West yeah, shootout. it is going to be rough. It's going to be hard, dude. You're just going to have because to Because there's going to be... So, there's no, you can't go with... I feel fucking, like you... There's going to be a million all-stars. I feel like there's you're gonna not, not going to be able to count on those handicapped guys. Like, the the guys that are that outside. Are all-stars. Yeah, exactly. Every single guy is going to be an all-star. You might have to play it safe this weekend. And then in the 450 class, are you going to pick a uh, first lap leader or what? Or it's not a three thing. No, it's, it's just, just a shootout. Right, shootout. Yeah, that's a neck. But, yeah. dude, you're back. You're back in the league now, bro. 33rd. Wow. And I was like 14th. Was now I'm 14th. Or no, I was 17th. Yeah. I was creeping on that top 10, and then now I'm fucked. Well. But, all right, I got this weekend. <laughs> well, that's it, boys and girls. Thank you for listening, and uh, hopefully hopefully this was a good one for you. And, well, uh, I'm actually going to Lake Havasu this weekend. What, to do what? Work on a works race? Yeah, I'm shit? going to work on the works race. So, um, next week sometime we'll have a St. Louis episode because and we will do it because it's East West Shootout and it'll probably be pretty fucking dope. And yeah, that's yeah. what we said about Daytona. Yeah. Well, whatever. All right. See you next time. See ya.